Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm the producer, David Lally. Today, we have a great show lined up for you. Brian answers questions on air from longtime Buffini and company members. It's a show we call Lessons from the Legends. If you enjoy today's content, you'll love our new one-day event, which launches in 2020. It includes a session called Lessons from the Legends. And at the event, Brian will also cover how to master your business and how to master your life. In addition, there'll be a session called the Knowledge Pool, where we garner the most useful ideas and best practices of your peers. So visit buffiniacompany.com to find an event location near you. Back to today, you'll hear our talented audio engineer, Danny Iverson, as he welcomes our callers to the show. Let's dive in. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. Today, we're going to do something fun. We're going to do some live Q&A, fire some live bullets. We've asked a bunch of our members who've been in our coaching program a while, who are in our Insiders Club at the uh, Brian Buffini Show, to uh, put together some financial questions. And so we did this once before with the group on our business questions, and today we're going to talk money. And my main man, Danny Iverson, our master engineer who makes all of these podcasts sound good, Danny is going to help facilitate who we have in the queue. I'm not sure who we have, Danny, so take it away. Who have we got and who's, uh, who's our first question? Thanks, Mr. B. Our first question is coming from James Sharp in Dallas, Texas. James, top of the morning to you. How are you? And the rest of the day to you, Brian. I'm doing excellent. Thank you for having me on the show. Great. Uh, James, just as a point of reference here, when did you first get into coaching? I got in right at September 11, 2001. A wonderful time to be in the business of real estate. For sure. Wow. And what was your business like at that stage? How long had you been in the biz? Uh, I just got licensed when the Twin Towers fell down. Wow. I was actually there watching uh, the towers fall down, and our instructor was just shocked. She's like, uh, there's no more class for the rest of the day. Thank you, guys. You can go home. Wow. And that was just shell shock for wow. like, the rest of the, you know, the country. What does your business look like today, transaction-wise? How many deals would you be doing a year nowadays? Oh, yeah. We're impacting over 100 families this year coming up. And That's great. We're just blowing and going. It's a good life for well, sure. Well, congratulations. That's fantastic. And, again, I know sometimes we'll have some folks listening in. They'll be doing five or six a year and whatever yep. else. But it didn't happen overnight, and I know you've been at it with nope. us a long time, but uh, you've been doing Absolutely. a great job. You have a no. financial question for me today. I do. In fact, I've been with you in the last couple of decades, and you have this uncanny ability to kind of predict, a little bit like Nostradamus, huh. what's going to happen before it does. So I'm asking the question today, because this is really on my mind, is what are some bold predictions that you have when it comes to the world of finance and money as we go into this new decade? Yeah. Well, it's funny. There's a couple of words that begin with R that are great words. One is referral, you know? Yep. And Absolutely. one of them that people don't like as much as recession. And the way I view this is different than most people, I think, because I think recession is an extremely healthy thing to have. You know, when you've got fruit trees, for example, I got a bunch of fruit trees right now in my backyard that are just blooming like no other. I got a peach tree and it's like every square inch of it has a peach on it, you know. But yep. the dynamic was this last year, we pruned that peach tree back pretty well. And now wow. the growth is coming, you know. So we've yep. had 10 years of growth coming off a brutal recession. Like what we had wasn't a recession. It was a depression. It was, a, it was an, yep. an economic meltdown. What you normally want is a period of growth with a little bit of pullback, a period of growth with a little bit of pullback. 
a period yep. of growth and a little bit of pullback. And what's happened is these things have sometimes been artificially played with yep. because there's political pressure. Because who wants to be running for office when there's a pullback? Right. And so pressures on the Fed, pressures on different groups, and so on and so forth. So here's what I think we're looking at. We're probably in the economy's cooking. We're at yep. near full employment. You know, we have 3.6% unemployment, which is basically anything under 6% is basically full employment. Anybody who wants a job has a job. Now, we yep. do have a lot of people working two jobs in a lot of ways. We also have a scenario where we have wage growth. So it's about 3.1% is the average wage increase in middle-income families. So, you know, those two dynamics are phenomenal. Bottom line is, I would say 2021, we'll see a little pullback. And okay. what we're seeing, a pullback is off highs, okay? Yes. But then I think you'll keep chipping away. From a real estate standpoint, here's what you're looking at. Number one, we are not going to be able to build enough houses to keep up with population growth. Yep. Since 2000, our population's up 45 million people. Wow. So we just have a lot of population growth. We have a lot of employment. And again, you look at California and the East Coast, there's a lot of restrictions on construction. And there are a lot of taxes and a lot of expenses that just doesn't motivate people to go put the money down. So you have that. Yes. Now, you're in Texas. Yep. What we're seeing is migration from high-income tax states to low-income tax states. Correct. So that is only going to continue. In fact, what you're going to see in places like Florida and Texas and Nevada, which is already going on, is you're going to see a political demographic change. And what's interesting is that people who are coming from these tax states are going to come down to your states, enjoy the tax-free status, and then eventually vote in such a way that the taxes change. So that's going to run in cycle, just <laughs> uh, so you know. I so appreciate that. That's part of it. But I think here's the bottom line. Myself, my brother Darren, went and played golf yesterday, and we played golf with a guy who's been a financial advisor for 40 years. Brilliant guy, and he's you know real humble fellow, but he's created hundreds and hundreds of millionaires. And yep. his big thing has always been, you know, invest in value, head and rear down, keep going. And it was just interesting to hear it because Dermot's like, man, this guy sounds like you. And I said, yeah, except he's 20 years longer at it than I am. And right. he's been just in the financial world. And he's, for example, when the recession hit, he told his clients, he said, fire me if you want. But he fought with every one of his clients not to sell. Right. Don't wow. sell, don't sell, don't sell, don't sell. Blood's flowing in the street. Don't sell, don't sell, don't sell. And he forced his clients to not sell, and they didn't sell, and they didn't sell out at the market at 7,800, and they're doing okay with the market at 26, 27,000, you know? They did all right. So, you know, you've done well. You've been in our system now for 18 years. You've built a lovely business. You've done very well in a lot of ways. I would say head and rear down. You're in a growth state. I'd say Texas is going to have a purple patch for at least the next seven years. Got it. And we will have little dips, but the little dips are chances for us to catch our breath. And for me, every time there's a dip, I buy. I buy real estate and I buy stocks. And so I buy on the lows. I don't time the market. I buy and I hold. I let the cash accumulate. And when there's really bad news stories and the Iranians or the Chinese or the Americans or whoever's having a bad day, and they start publishing bad news and oil prices go nuts and this and that, yep. that's when I'm buying. And then I'm holding. You know what? It's worked for the past 25, and I think it'll work for the next 25 too. Well, I'm super excited about this next decade coming up. So thanks so much for that information, and God bless you. Appreciate you. Thanks. Congrats on all your success, James. Awesome. You bet. Thank you. Danny, who you got for me? 
All right, Mr. B. So the next caller we have is Joe Diosana coming from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Joe, you are a character man. You're, uh, you're just <laughs> people love you. I see at the events you're just a charismatic guy, and thanks for all you bring to the community. Let me ask you, Joe, how, how long have you been in our system? So I started with Billy back in October 2006. Billy's been coaching you since 2006? Yep, until wow. he got upgraded. Sure. And now I have Allison, and she's super wonderful as well. She is. Now, where was your business in 2006? So I switched careers. I started in software. Mm-hmm. So in 2006, um, I actually started coaching first, and then November, which is a great time to start a business, <laughs> I went full-time from my software consulting. Wow. Yeah, so I basically followed a guy in my office who was doing really well, and he said, yeah, you've got to do this Buffini guy. And then he said, yeah, but by the way, you've got to pay a bunch of money, and then you've got to travel to learn all the content. So uh, now that you have peak producers and now Pathways, I'm super grateful for that. Yep. Now we can get the deeper stuff. Yeah, and we can come to you. And what kind of business, yeah. what kind of production will you do now? What, where's your business at now? Recently, I've added another agent. Nice. And so we're kind of stepping back a little bit, restructuring communications sure. yeah. with our internal office. Yeah. But uh, the goal, hopefully, is to hit 100 this year. That's 100, great. Um, families served. That's fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Well, you're cooking with peanut oil, buddy, starting from scratch, <laughs> going through the recession, and built out your team and, and cranking along. So what's your financial question, Joe? So I go in and out of debt a lot. Mm-hmm. How do I maintain the goal in front of me when I'm specific, rapid, perpetual, and you know, how, how do I manage my profile through that process? Yeah. Um, that's to good. Stay on track and not lose sight of the bigger picture because I feel like I'm reinventing myself financially each time, sure, each year. Sure. So I would say one hand, you know, you're talking about your heritage profile, and we have had Kevin on here and talking about the heritage profile. But I think it's a deeper piece, and it's a, it's a deeper dynamic here psychologically, which you want to kind of wrestle with. And this is where the opportunity to grow, right? And I've often said you you'll double your income as fast as you double your self esteem. In your case you'll double your net worth as fast as you double your growth with regards to your patterns. And so if we walk through this for a second and take a minute, I'm going to guess a few things. I think you're a guy who likes to have fun. You're a guy who likes to enjoy life. And you're a guy who likes to reward yourself. Would those things be true? Uh, Exactly right. Right. And so the dynamic there is not to change who you are and what you are. The dynamic there is to not be spontaneous about it. So, for example, it all gets down to the planning and it all gets down to the budgeting. And so for you, you need to have a fun account. You need to have a fun account. And you need to fund the fun account. And that becomes this discretionary account. It should be a separate account in your bank account. And it's for nothing other than Joe's going to treat himself. Joe's ready for a trip. Something pops up. Friends of mine are going to Belize next weekend. I'm going. Got it. But you have a fun account. Now, I'll tell you how I first did it. When I built my real estate team, I had one source of leads. I had done some work on a radio show, and they gave me some ads, and there were people calling in who knew me from those ads, and I would give all those ad inquiries to one particular buyer's agent I had. And every time that buyer's agent closed the deal and paid me a referral fee for it, I put that money into the fun account. Now, 
I'm also a rapid kind of a showman guy, likes to, you know, wow the wife and let's do this and whatever else. So that's where it came from. But it didn't affect my lifestyle. It didn't affect my investment plan. It didn't affect anything. Hmm. And it was just a set-aside account because you need to stick with your financial plan because your life depends on it. Right. And if you continue to go in and out of debt and in and out of debt and in and out of debt, you will eventually no longer trust yourself. You will eventually run into a declining market or an adjusting market. Or uh, like you guys had down in Houston a few years ago, you know, a, a massive storm that disrupted things, right? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> right. And now guess what? You're off the rails and the trip to Belize screwed you. Yeah. And, and now you have regret. I always say the greatest vacation in the world is the one that's paid for before you go. And you, I know you've heard all of these platitudes from me in the past. But the dynamic for you is you need to have a fun account and you can do whatever the heck you want with it. Whatever you want. You can give it away. Give it to charity. Okay. Go on a trip. Do whatever you want. Here's the bottom line. You need to have your financial plan in place and stick to it like your life depends on it because it does. Because it does. And it doesn't matter if you go from 100 sales to 150 sales. If you don't get this part right, it'll just be more pressure and more stress. It won't bring you more peace and it won't bring you more growth. And you'll be constantly in a spot where you're Indiana Jones running in front of the big rock and the rock keeps getting bigger. So I'm answering this this way, Joe, because what you've asked is probably the most common financial problem that exists in the culture. And so in your case, you own your own business, you can do something about it. Create a process whereby you have one source of your business goes into just the fun account, and that's it. And when that's got money, let it build and grow, and then go have fun with it. And when it doesn't, no fun right now. And no matter what, you're not putting it on a credit card. You're not borrowing money to go and do something impulsive. You're not going to borrow money to go buy the latest or whatever. Just, that's not there. You have your budget, you have your savings, you have your investments, and you win. And you win big. Awesome. Thank you so much. Makes sense? Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. You can do it. You've done harder things than this. And by the way, make a game of it. Make a game of it. You'll do great. All right, Joe. Thanks for calling in. Have a great one. Thanks. Danny I, who you got? All right. Next up, we have Brad Knoll from Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right, Brad, how are we doing? Doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me on the call. Brad, when did you first start with us in coaching? Uh, 03, got into business, and in 2006, somebody introduced me to your systems. I was a Division One college athlete, and the minute I heard there was coaching for real estate, I signed up. What sport did you play, Brad? Basketball. Yeah, I knew that. I just wanted the folks to know. And from Fort Wayne, Indiana, man, that's uh, the religion of basketball. So that was, that was a big deal. A hoop in every driveway. Yeah, yes, sir. And how's your business today? What kind of production will you be knocking out these days? Uh, we're doing great. When we started with you, it was about $6 million, 30 transactions, doing about 18 myself, up to 75 transactions. Our team's doing around $30 million, nice. between 130 to 150 transactions a year. Killing it. Killing it, buddy. Killing it. All-American. <laughs> you know, isn't it great? Here's the thing. All these fellas who turn pro in basketball, none of them have good knees. You have good knees now, and you got the dough. So first-round draft choice in real estate. What's your financial question, Brad? So we've been doing well and learning your systems. But last year, we invested in an office building. Yeah. We paid cash for it. Mm. And after a slow start to the year, we depleted a lot of our reserves. Yeah. So I want to know a couple things. What's your financial model for investing in real estate? And then when you're faced with a setback, what advice do you have for just staying on the course and continuing to invest? 
because we get to the building, we pay cash. I've heard you before, the balloons don't come out of the sky. And then we have a little bit of a slowdown, yeah. probably a little loss in proactivities. Yeah. And we've got to get focused and not beat ourselves up about paying cash because that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And other things as well. So let me give you a couple of pieces, right? So first of all, congratulations, you were in a position to pay cash for a building. Second of all, I wouldn't have paid cash for the building. I'd have put 40% down, something like that. And that's okay. No spilt milk issues here. The third thing is when you are focused on moving building, moving office, moving company, you stop doing the things that generate the leads. You know what happens psychologically? We don't want to be moving our business and our building with a whole bunch of stuff in the works. And then you kind of feel like in the back of your mind, you don't want to be letting people down. You've got so much on your plate. So what happens is psychologically, we go into a slowdown. If I was to do it in basketball terms, let's say you have a big lead and there's only four minutes left in the game and you start running out the shot clock to run the clock down and you end up not taking good shots. Well, the next thing you know, the big lead no longer becomes a big lead. You follow me? Yep. Using a little basketball parlance with you there, Brad. You know, I'm, just, I'm multidimensional, you know? So here's what happens. When we're shifting companies and move and stuff like that, psychologically we start shutting down the lead generation and the processes and everything else because we don't want to have a bunch on our plate. We also ethically don't want to let people down because we don't want to have divided interests. So that's absolutely normal that there'd be a production dip, okay? Second of all, I promise you five years from now, this will just be a little bit of a story. It's an uncomfortable feeling right now. So what I like to do with real estate, investment real estate, and this is where I got to. I was the guy that bought stuff with small amounts down because I only had small amounts. And then I worked my tail off to pay it off to pay it off. Okay, I, you know, So that's how I first got in the game. I would buy something and I would work my tail off. I'd stay inside my budget and I'd pay down, pay down till I got to 80% equity, till I got 70% equity. Where I'm at today is I won't buy something unless I put 40 to 50% down minimum. Okay, But money is very cheap. You know what I mean? I mean, the great feeling in doing something for cash. But right now, here's the thing. You know what's going on on this call? Right now, you paid cash and you have a dip. You know what you don't have is a lot of peace of mind. Why? Because your reserves are down and then you feel like you're on the edge of the skinny diving board a little bit. Now, the good news is this is a, a stress point that's going to drive you to do the work, to generate the leads, to make the sales, to build up your reserves again. So in that regard, it's a positive pressure point. The other side of it is... If it, things get a little sticky, you can get some cash reserves out of your building, okay? And you'll be okay. But when I look at it economically, you know, money's so cheap right now. I mean, I have loans at 2.5%. I actually just purchased, Bev and I are, you know, our girls are going to college. So we just purchased kind of the empty nest house. And it's a block and a half away from where I live. It's 5,100 square feet. It's half the size of the house I live in now. And... I can write a check for that house easy. What did I do? I put 50% down. The interest rate I got on the loan was 2.3%. I have money in a money market account at 26 You follow me? So money is very cheap right now, and it's getting cheaper. Sure. So is buying a building free and clear? It's a congratulations, okay? The fact that you were able to do it. The fact that your team is doing what it's doing, congratulations. The fact that you had a dip, totally normal. But as you're looking at these different dynamics, remember, you also are using the market to your advantage. And one of the things I like to do there is to have peace of mind. So having reserves is good peace of mind. So here's the good news. The building is a reserve. And I would say embrace the freedom of the fact. I would call somebody and find out, hey, if I wanted to take out X amount of dollars on the building, you mind telling me what you paid for the building? 
140. Great. So I would call up your local finance guy and say, hey, if I wanted to get a $50,000 line against that property, would it be any problem? All right? Yep. And then what would the rate be and what would the payment be? And then I wouldn't get it. And then what I would do is I'd have that number so that you thought, okay, I have that and act as if you have that in reserve. And then you can calm down and just focus on the business. All right? And it'll take that stress away in the area that it's negatively affecting you. So you're in good shape. You know, you're in good shape. Your business is cooking. You've got reserves. You're able to write a check to buy a building. Those are all fantastic things. And so every part about this sounds normal. And it's just the next time you're in this spot, you might be buying another building five years from now. You might go back and say, oh, yeah. Okay, what's the money today? How much is money costing today? All right, maybe I'll put 50% down this time. And look at it that way. Beyond that, you might buy investment real estate. And where you are, a great place to buy investment real estate. I think Fort Wayne's a great town for cash flow. And so you might be looking at that a few years from now and go, okay, I'm going to put 40, 50% down instead of paying cash for that. And so um, especially when you're on the earning cycle, you're still growing the business. Now, if you're in a stage where you're getting ready to sell the business, now you're starting to pay cash for everything. Does this all make sense? That's perfect. We've had a lot of outside investors come in because of the cash flow. So uh, yeah. I had to take part of it in our own uh, backyard. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And so just like I say, you're on a good track. Everything you just said to me is normal. I would go ahead and find out how much you can borrow against the building just as a fail-safe. And then know you have that. So now you have a net that can protect you in case of emergency break glass and then get back to work. That's perfect. And first quarter, I was uh, hustling on my pro activities, and now the pipeline's full again. So. Of course. <laughs> it works, right? Scared straight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> playing to win instead of playing not to lose. No, like look, there's a part of me likes the tension, and there's a part of me likes that tension for a period because it really makes people proactive. I just don't want you getting to the point where you'd be anxious, so that's where it's at. Anyway, good for you, man. Congrats. Thanks for calling in today. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate it. All right, bud. Danny, who you got? Next up, we have Kelly Court from Ronert Park, California. Kelly Court, we have a banker on the phone. What in the heck? Hello, Ryan. How are you? I am so good. Tell everybody, uh, what year did you get into coaching? I started in October 2001. Wow. A year after I saw you at a free half day when I thought, oh, I could do this without anybody hounding me to get it done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Nice. Well, you've done a great job, yeah. and you've been a great credit to yourself. And uh, I know you've been working for Wells Fargo for a long time. You've been a great credit to them. So congrats on all your success, and keep chipping it away. What's your finance question for me, Cal? So I'm curious what you're thinking about the loose lending that we're starting to see in the marketplace. Self-employed borrowers are getting bank statement loans. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Well, there's a great verse in the Bible that says a dog returns to its own vomit and eats it again. <laughs> Unfortunately, people have bad memories. People have bad memories. And so lending goes through this every, seems like, seven to ten years, depending on the economy, where banking gets tight and underwriting gets tight and it gets restrictive because in reaction to a recession or a pullback. And then what happens is the market gets hot, banks try to compete, and then it gets loose again. And now people start, you know my phrase, we're spending money we don't have on things we don't need to impress people we don't even know. So we're back there again. We're back there again. Mm -hmm. 
and consumer spending is at an all-time high right now. And we're starting to see the same loose practices that got people into trouble in the first place. Now, the big thing this time is there's some regulations in place that'll stop it from being catastrophic, such as taking those financial loans and turning them into things like derivatives and then trading them on the stock market and then letting the banks go bananas. So those restrictions are in place today through worldwide banking laws and especially in the United States. So we won't see catastrophic impacts on a world banking phase. What we will see is the usual catastrophic impact to individual families. When people get in and out of the debt cycle, you know, and Joe was on here a minute ago, and here's a super good guy. You know Joe, charismatic guy, and great, great guy, great at his business. He's built a beautiful team. And very transparent here today talking about, hey, I'm on the get into debt, out of debt, into debt, out of debt cycle. That cycle, when it runs into a recession with pullback from the banking industry, means catastrophe for people. And it leads to bankruptcies and it leads to foreclosures. And so that's why I always bang on the drum. It's very early. You're seeing it because you're on the front lines in the mortgage industry. But Mm -hmm. you see it's coming. And here we go. And and what's going to happen is going to be some people's problems, right? And what we're trying to do right now is, okay, I, I overran my student debt. Now I'm trying to hope the government pays off my student debt. I ran off this and so on and so forth. And so we'll get into different levels of personal responsibility and accountability and so on and so forth. All I can do is influence the folks I have. All I can do is encourage people to work hard at their business profession, live within their means, save the surplus, invest the surplus and let it grow over time and if people will do that they will do well i mean we have a problem right now at buffini company because we've all these people who've been with us 20 years working with us who are all millionaires Mm -hmm. and every case they made less money than the person they were coaching or helping but they invested in their 401k and buffini company matched it they live within their means sometimes they bought a rental property or two And now they have all of these coaches and people who've been with me 20 years and are like, Brian, I love you. It's been great, but you're going to replace me because I'm a millionaire. And they did it over time. You know, when it comes to winning financially, what I can tell you is the tortoise always wins. And Mm -hmm. I'm a hare. And by the way, you're a hare, Kelly. But you've learned to be a tortoise and the tortoise wins. And so you're right. And we got to do the best we can. And I think in your profession as a, a mortgage consultant, Sitting down and being the voice of reason is very, very powerful to people. And it'll deepen your status as a trusted advisor to your customers by encouraging them not to get carried away and not to get swept up in it. Right. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. I'm growing tremendously with your program. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even thank you enough. Thank you. So well, much. you're a delight, and I thank you for being on the journey with us these past 18 years, and I'm looking forward to the next 18. Me too. All yeah. right, girl. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Danny, who we got? Our next caller is Heidi Hurst from Tacoma, Washington. Hello, Heidi. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you today? I'm alive and kicking. Heidi, (laughs) when did you you get involved in coaching? What year was that? I first went to a Turning Point retreat in July of 2005. I love the fact that everybody knows the month, not just the year. That's fantastic. I know. And then I started coaching in 2006. Wow. So I've been with your program for a very long time and mm-hmm. so grateful, so grateful. Anyways, I could get all cheery, but we're not here to talk about that. So <laughs> let's talk about how. <laughs> Anyways, I have two daughters and because mm-hmm. of Buffini and company, I have raised them. 
I paid for their college. Not a girl. But both of my daughters have 401ks. Mm-hmm. They have invested. They have savings. And the only reason why they have that, Brian, is because every event that I attend, I send them a quote on the screen that says compound interest is the eighth <laughs> wonder of the world. Yep. And they're like, Mom, we got that. And I'm like, I know, but but nobody ever gave that to me. And so right. because of you and the Fenian Company, they have that experience. Yeah, and so that's great. Just, I am grateful beyond measure. So Awesome. Well, they're on their way to being millionaires if they just stay the course. It's as simple as that. It's just mathematics. It's just mathematics. Get them to listen to some of the podcasts we've done on the finances. That'll be good. Oh, trust me. I have sent them. (laughs) (laughs) Showed them for sure. Great. What's your question I can help you with today? So, Brian, my husband quit his job Mm. after a 20-year career to come into real estate with me. Okay. And he had a 401k. I invested my retirement into paying for college for my girls. So we are now in our 50s. I just turned 50. He's 54. We formed an S-corp this year, and we're getting a 401k in place for ourselves and our two employees that we have. Mm -hmm. So as a next step, once we get our 401k set up and we have the surplus going into that, what would you suggest be our next step? I am in Tacoma, Washington, so I am south of Seattle, and we, last month, were called the hottest market in the nation. So yeah. we are having a very fast, robust market here, and we're saving up our money for possibly when things temper a bit yeah. for an investment property. But I just wanted your insight on what direction do you think we should go in next, because I honor and trust you. So here's a few things I just give you. Uh, first of all, as your husband's made this career move, you know, it takes a little while to adjust into that new rhythm, that new way, yeah. and that new income. Right. And so for right now, you know, sometimes peace of mind is a good investment. You know, Brad just purchased his new building for his company and was like, hey, I paid cash, but they had a little dip. And, you know, you could tell there was a little stress behind that. And now he's gotten it going with his business. But, you know, peace of mind is always a good investment to me to some degree. Okay. And there are seasons of that. So that's important to keep your reserves a little higher right now than you normally would. Second of all, your 401k, it's a great thing for employees. It's a great thing for yourself. But here's the other part of it is you're limited on how much you can contribute as an owner. Right. And so if you're just starting your 401k at 54, it's not going to get you all the way you need to go. Right by the time you need it to be there, all right? So the next thing you have is you have a business. And so having a business means you can create a surplus. And that surplus then, obviously, one of the great things to invest in is real estate. So here's a couple of tips for you. Okay. You're part of the most prolific real estate network in the country. Yes. Okay, so we have 22,000 members that I just saw the numbers and they have the Real Trends 500 and the top real estate companies by volume, whatever else. Well, our network by volume does more than any other organization in the Real Trans 500. So you wow. are connected to the most productive agents in North America. And they're also in different parts of the country. So, for example, mm. I just mentioned there's Brad Nall in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You know what Indiana's great for? Indiana, if you buy a piece of real estate in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 10 years from now, it might be worth the same amount. Mm-hmm. But you know what you can do there with 10 and 15% down? You can get cash flow. Right. We have all these states where people are moving to. They're moving out of New York and New Jersey and Illinois to some degree, and they're moving to these places where they're more tax-friendly status. 
you know, where the tax friendly status that are continuing to be these growth markets. You're part of a network and, you know, you're a character. You know a lot of people and you've been to a lot of events, Heidi. You have mm-hmm. a lot of relationships with fantastic agents around the country. You know, one of the things that's the biggest downside to invest in real estate, not in your local market, one of the downsides is not having boots on the ground. Right. But we have boots on the ground. You have boots on the ground because you have relationships with people inside this network that you can connect with. Yes. And so I would start the process slowly, but this Uh is how you eventually start setting your goals. And like, you know, you talk to someone and might be in Texas or they might be in Kansas City or they might be in Indiana, they might be in (laughs) Phoenix, they might be, right? And you know, you have a big network of people and I would start having a conversation with them and saying, hey, I might be a client one day. Right. And so start saving your pennies. Now, Tacoma's great and Washington's great. And then again, you're in a state that has good tax laws as well and it's a growth state. So it could well be in your own backyard as well. Right. But I would say that would be the next step for me is there's nothing like owning real estate that ultimately pays you. There's nothing like real estate that ultimately you could be in a spot in 10 years from now having, you know, a few free and clear properties that are chipping away and you have your 401k and you have a bit of your real estate business still cooking along. And next thing you know, people are taking you to lunch and wanting to know how they can be a millionaire just like you. Right. Right. Yeah. Buffini and company. That's how you do it. You sign up for some coaching. <laughs> Step out of your comfort yes, zone. Make yes. it happen. That's yes. what I tell people right now, Brian. I, I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. And I appreciate so it. And it's been a, yeah. it's been a, a joy to have you on the journey for the past 13 years. Ah, thank you so much. Appreciate you. You okay. bet. All right, girl. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Mm-hmm. Danny Iverson, who is the last drop of rain here today? All right, our last caller is Rachel Ivanovich from Carlsbad, California. Hey, Rachel, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Hi, Brian. Now we get a chance to have someone from a little different spot. Tell everybody a little bit, you know, first of all, what you do and then what year you started with us. So I am a tax advisor, yep. and my first event was Mastermind in August of 06, and was completely blown away and got into coaching in 2008, in mm-hmm. May of 2008. So it's been about 10 years. Your client load, where was that in 2008? Oh, I think I was about uh, 90 clients yep. and um, negative cash flow mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much all the time. Yep. So hiring a coach was really the best decision I've ever made. Kelly yeah. Schneider is awesome. Yeah. Shout out to her. She is. And your business today, now you have a lot of systems in place to be able to give people... Yes great personal care, but your overall practice, how many clients would you, would your business have today? So we just sold off half our practice and mm. made some, some nice dough on that. Nice. It helped me with that. So we've been in business now for 13 years and we're in the process of expanding our services, developing new programs and really trying to figure out how we can help business owners financially and just define their next level and, and reach, you know, whatever that is that they want for themselves so nice. they can have a better work-life balance. So before you sold the business, how many clients did you have all together? We had 800 wow. returns every year. So we were cranking. So you went from 90 to 800 in uh, yes. 10 years, right? So that's pretty spectacular oh, yes. and, you know, much success to you. That's fantastic. And now you're kind of like pathway to mastery. You're already <laughs> there and you managed to sell half the practice. You took some chips off the table, got some cash, and then you're yeah. still in the game. So. I think you should probably be giving me advice at this stage of the game, but if you have a question, I'll jump into it with you. I think you already answered it for me on the earlier question, but I hired a mentor um, with some of the cash from the sale of the business, and then I paid cash for everything along the way the last 13 years. Mm. I've really been faithful with that. And my mentor recently has 
recommended that I invest in a training program, $25,000. It'll definitely accelerate the trajectory and help us to grow into the company that I think we were designed to be and what our calling is. Mm-hmm. 25000 is a lot of money, though, however, and I am very hesitant to borrow any funds because I never have done that in the yeah. course of 13 years in my business. Yeah. Use the proceeds from the sale of my business to put my kids you know, through college, so sure. I don't want them to have any student loans. Yeah. We're adding on to our home, and we're paying cash for that. So yeah. really, we've just been paying cash for everything, and right. I still have my team of six women, even though I don't have as many returns, so yeah. this is an act of faith. Yeah, now look, I'm all about self-development. And a guy like yes. me can easily afford to pay 25 grand for a training program right. or, you know, we pay a lot more than that for consultants and things like that. Right. I'm suspect on anybody that encourages you to borrow money to get into training. Right, okay. That to me is, that would be a little black mark. Got it. So I think that's one. I think number two is you need to build up more reserves and you need to get used yeah. to having more cash on hand. And here's the deal. And this is where, like I say, you guys know I've endorsed Dave Ramsey. I promoted the heck out of Total Money Makeover and all that kind of stuff. But Dave Ramsey and I would have different opinions on some things. And one of the mm-hmm. things is the smart use of debt. There is right. an appropriate smart use of debt. Just being debt-free. Like, when I came into this world, I was debt-free. I right. was a baby. So I'm walking around in diapers, and I was debt-free. Uh, that doesn't make me financially well healed. Right. Okay, so I have used debt very strategically in my career. Mm-hmm. And when it was in my best interest, I paid off debt. For example, all the headquarters at Buffini Company are all debt-free. But they weren't at one stage. Right. Like I mentioned, Beverly and I just purchased a house that's half the size of the house I live in now. And I put a loan on it. Now, I put 50% down because the interest rate, I have all my accounts and all my stuff with one particular bank. I'll tell them it's Wells Fargo, and I get uh, what's called a private banking loan, mm-hmm. and it's 2.3%. Right. Well, I actually have money on account with my stockbroker, Ben Stewart, and when it's sitting in my Charles Schwab account, it's earning 2.65. I actually would make money borrowing money from Wells Fargo and putting it in my Charles Schwab account. <laughs> like Seriously. Right. So why wouldn't uh, I do something like that? And so exactly. I'm doing it at a time. I'm doing it at no risk. I'm doing it. I have plenty of reserves. I'm doing it in a way that I have 50% down and so on and so forth. So on one hand, it's great to pay cash for everything. Now, here's where you don't. You don't finance. You're getting work done at your house. Don't finance that in a credit card and pay 18%. That makes sense. Right? I mean, we don't do that. Exactly. So there's money out there that's cheap for some things and expensive for others, right? I don't have any loans. I've never had a loan on a car since I was, I don't know, 30 years ago maybe, last time I had a loan on a car. And again, not terrible for anybody who does. I just say, that's the type of deal. People are getting six-year loans on a car and then rolling it five years into the new car and so on and so forth. And that's the way to lose, right? That's the way to lose. We've got to get exactly. ahead of that. got to pay that sucker off, get ahead of the game. So the dynamic is it's okay to strategically use cash. I know that you'd grow. I, the fact that you're willing to pay 25 grand for training program is fantastic. But to me, it sounds like it's out of sequence. Right. It's out of sequence. And you're a smart woman. Think about it. You grew your business from 90 clients to 800 clients in 10 years. Right. Just so you know, you could hold a bloody seminar. (laughs) Right? You could hold. Somebody should pay you 25 grand. Right. For you to share how you applied the referral systems to increase your business tenfold. 
And I could. I could teach that. Of course you could. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So sometimes what happens is, you know, we want to grow. We want to get to the next level, this and that and the other, whatever else. I get it. But, you know, the reason why our training programs are so affordable, our training programs are hundreds of dollars. Because if somebody can't afford 400 bucks to invest in their business, they probably shouldn't be in business, to be honest with you. I agree with you Okay. Completely. I mean, they probably yeah. should go get a job somewhere and, and when they're ready, get into it. But 400 bucks and we can help somebody produce 100 grand in 90 days, that's a pretty good rate of return. Uh, I agree. It's very reasonable. Borrowing 25 grand to do a training program, to me, I would not recommend that, no matter how great the training program was. But okay. I think at some point in time, just keep going, keep going. Be a little more strategic in your use of debt. Be more strategic in how much cash reserves you keep. And just be a little more patient on your system. And just, I would encourage you to do this as I sign off here today, is you need to journal your own journey. Yes. You need to go year by year, go back through your books. What did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? As if you were putting your own training program together. And I will tell you this, you'll learn more from that than anything else you're going to get. Anything else. And Coach Kelly, she can walk you through that process. And let me tell you, you'll make more than 25 grand from that process. I agree with you. I'm going to do that. Thank you Brilliant. for the advice. Great stuff. Well, you're a, a credit to your profession, and we're glad to have you on the journey with us these last 11 years. And keep chipping away and keep doing your thing. Thanks, Brian. You bet. Well, this has been fun. I had a lot of fun here today. We're doing live bullets, live questions. It's been a hoot. And so uh, we're going to continue on with these Q&As. This particular session was all people who've been in coaching. We'll do Q&As in the future that'll have people who are giving you a chance if that I don't know you. And I'd love to meet some new people and hear what your questions are and see what we can do to help you. So hopefully this is helpful for you today. If you listen to all these folks in coaching, it wasn't intended to be a, a coaching infomercial, but I could put uh, thousands of people on these calls and you'd hear story after story after story just like this. The one thing I would tell you, especially for those who may be struggling a bit, is you heard a lot of these folks been with me a long time and they've been working the system a long time. And they've been compounding a long time. And that's why all these great successes come. So if you're looking for a quick fix, and uh, I'll get the Buffini stuff and I'll put it in place for 90 days. You know, we can get you started in 90 days, but we can't help you build a business in 90 days and we can't help you build a fortune in 90 days. So get involved, stay the course, and you'll win in the long term. Danny, I'm going to throw it over to you and I'm going to let you close down the show today, okay? Thanks, Mr. B. That's right. The tortoise always wins, or so you've been telling me for years. It's a great encouragement to keep being faithful and saving so we can live the good life. Thanks again to our callers today. If you are listening to these legends and want to learn more about the business solutions Buffini & Company offers, then visit buffiniandcompany.com bc to sign up for a free consultation. And as always, as we finish today, I'll leave you with Brian's mom, Therese, for an Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. 